Hey everyone, welcome back. Um, it has been a while and I apologize for that. Um, it has been a crazy week for me. Um, I, I think it's been a week and a day since I've recorded a video um, and I really apologize for that. I, I, I've missed it and I'm so excited to be back on here with you. Um, but it's been a crazy, crazy week. Uh, like I said, I've been um, in the midst of moving out of my apartment, getting ready to move to a different state and um, doing all the kinds of things that go along with that. So um, had to take a moment to get my life together a little bit, but I'm so excited to be back on here talking to you all. Um, please forgive me for the long delay, um, but I hope that um, you hear the Lord through me today and that, that this message blesses you. Um, and if, if, if that's met, then nothing else really matters. And so um, I just want to jump right in. I'm, I'm super excited, like I said, and today I read in um, Galatians chapter 3. And so I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. And we are in Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 14. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and read it out loud. Um, so starting in verse 1. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith, just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness? Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law, and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith, rather the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. And again, that was Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 through 14. And so that is, um, it was a little bit longer scripture than I normally read, but also there is so much in there. Um, I don't know, if you're watching the video, you probably realized how many direct quotes um, Paul, Paul used um, from the uh, Old Testament, direct quotes from um, things that are written in the Bible in, in previous chapters. Um, there's so many different uh, cross-references in that. So I could talk on this for a long time, but I'm just going to focus on a couple points here that really stuck out to me and God revealed to me as I was reading through. And the first one is kind of an overarching point. And I won't um, hit on this one for too long because um, there's a, about a 20 or 30 minute video already on this very topic um, It's that I put out a couple weeks ago. I think it's called Christianity is Not a Checklist. Um, but basically... The first thing that stuck out to me, and this again was an overarching point, not focused on any specific verse, but more the, the entire scripture that I just read, is um, it gets back to work, works-based salvation. Um, and really what Paul is telling the Galatians here um, is that you, you cannot gain salvation by the law, um, rather it comes through faith. And um, really something that stuck out to me that... Um, I think this is pretty cool that I remember this 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 long later, but um, I remember I was in middle school and I was attending Life Point Church in Smyrna, um, 
and I can't remember which student pastor said this, but it always stuck with me, and it's, um, it might be a little bit of an elementary reference now, but I still think it's really cool and still pretty powerful. Um, we, we used to be, um, we used to be preached to as middle school students on how to uh, invite some of our friends who may not know Jesus or may have never been to church to come to church with us. And um, obviously that's, that's kind of the, the point in your life where um, you become a little bit more independent and, you know, you start get to, getting to do things on your own. And so that was a time where we really needed to learn how to do those things. You know, it's, I, I started, that was the first time in my life where I started going to church on my own and not going with my parents or my grandparents. That was kind of um, me going to, you know, the student services on my own. And so a lot of other kids were in that position as well. And um, that's why a lot of those kids needed to hear um, to come to church. So long story short, the point that I'm getting to is that, um, and this still sticks with me and I still think it's awesome. So hopefully you guys do as well. Um, you would hear kids say, um, and this, this, I still hear this, so maybe it's not so elementary, but, um, you, that they want to know Jesus, that they want to come to church, that they want to have a relationship with God, but they just don't know if they're ready yet. They want to clean themselves up first. And, um, I get where they're coming from and they don't know any better when they don't know Jesus, but we do know better. Um, and, and, and we should rebuke that, not in a mean way, but obviously in a loving way, um, like we're called to do. But I, I just, it, it makes me think back to what a pastor said whenever he says, whenever you hear something like that, bring up to them, um, you know, if you were badly injured, um, w- would you say, you, you'd probably need to go to the hospital, right? But you wouldn't say, you know, I, I don't know if I'm ready to go to the hospital yet. I, I probably need to like clean myself up a little bit first. I need to make sure that I'm okay first before I go there. Um, you would, nobody would say that. Of course, we would. if it's a bad injury, you would be rushed to the hospital and you would begin to uh, receive treatment then. And it wouldn't matter how messed up you are or how minor the injury is or whatever it is, you would go there to receive that treatment and, and you would not be expected uh, to, to clean up yourself first or to begin treatment on yourself first because you wouldn't know what you're doing. We don't, uh, the majority of us don't know what we're doing. That's why we go to somebody else who is trained in that and who is there to, to help us and to bring us through whatever that injury may be. Um, and so relating that back to this, this passage, um, it, it's like, we don't know what we're doing. We have no way to live by the law. We have no way to keep the law in full. Um, as much as we want to convince ourselves that we can, we have no idea how to do so. Our, our human nature, the human condition that we are all, every single one of us is born with, is not able to keep um, every, um, all of the law. It's just not, not able to do so. We come to Jesus through faith and he teaches us how to keep the law and he transforms our mind. He transforms our heart. He transforms the desires that we have and the wants we have for ourselves to be able to keep those law, that law. And still, even the most seasoned Christian, even the somebody who knows this Bible in and out, somebody who has been a Christian their entire life, whatever it is, still is unable to keep the entire law. But we were able to do uh, know how better because of Jesus. And so um, I just love that, that analogy. And again, it's a little bit elementary, but you, there's no way for you. You wouldn't say I need to clean up myself first before I go to the hospital. And you shouldn't say I need to clean up myself before you go to Jesus, because both in the hospital context and in the Christianity context, that's where you're going to get that treatment. That's where you're going to learn how to go forward. And yeah, maybe when you go to the hospital, um, I obviously I'm in physical therapy school. So I think of physical therapy and I think, okay, 
well, yeah, you might um, have to, uh, works might come after that. And, you know, your physical therapist or whoever might tell you, this is what you need to do. This is, these are the exercises you need to do. Here's the regimen you need to do, um, blah, blah, blah. But you wouldn't know how to do those things and you wouldn't know what to follow until you went to that person who knows what they're doing. And with Jesus, there's no way for us to know how to go forward or to be able to go forward until we're filled with the one person, the one God who knows how to help us get to that point. Um, and so I just, that's, again, that was a big overarching point. I hope you were able to follow that, but it reminds me of uh, middle school um, church services. And I loved that because it's still relevant today. And I think it'll be relevant 10 more years from now and 10 more years after that. And so um, if you hear that, um, give that person an encouraging word. Um, if, if you would ask God to help you have the courage to give that person an encouraging word to know that we were the same way and, and we still are the same way. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know how to get there. And the only way to clean ourselves up and to begin to do those works is through Jesus, is through our Savior, is through his word, and is through his pouring out of love to us daily and not because we know how to do it on our own. And once we're good enough, we're able to earn him because we'd never be able to earn him. And our salvation comes from faith and not from works, which is the overarching passage um, that I just read you. And so um, continue on to another point. Um, this again is more of kind of um, overarching. It's not one specific verse that I want to dive into, but it is um, whenever, whenever I was reading, if you, if you noticed the, the parts where Paul talks about Abraham um, and talks about Old Testament references and how Abraham um, was made righteous or was called righteous because of his faith and not because of the works he did. Um, I'll, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll tell you which verses it is and I'll read it one more time because I just realized I'm not sharing my screen anymore. Um, and so it starts in verse 6. Um, and it says, just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham saying, in you shall the nation, shall all the nations be blessed. So then those are who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. And so this is something that maybe I'm going in a different direction here than, than Paul was intending. Um, but I, I think it's really cool, and I, I think it speaks to the power of God and the power of his word that, um, as I was mentioning before, Paul references so many things um, from the Old Testament here that he knew that these believers knew or, or would be familiar with from reading the text and from having um, the Bible themselves and being able to look back through the Old Testament. Um, he, he knew that they would be familiar with those things, so he, he references back to them in order to help them, in order to encourage them and say, hey, look, I, here's, here's a man who, who, who lived and he made a ton of mistakes as Abraham did, but he also still had a God who loved him because he believed in that God. He had faith in that God and God called him righteous and he was made righteous through those things. You don't have to, and again, I'm kind of speaking for Paul here. Um, you don't have to experience these things yourself. We have so many examples. You have so many examples to look back at through this entire word here. If you, I mean, I'm, I've spent a lot of time in the New Testament um, because the, the, the devotional book that I'm going to through right now is, um, it's New Testament only. It's called 100 Days in the New Testament. But there's so many things to learn through this entire Old Testament as well um, that will help us and give us a better understanding of how we are able to understand not only what we're reading in the New Testament, but also understand how um, whenever we do something like this, how we are supposed to respond or whenever we're met with a temptation, how we're supposed to respond because um, all of the others before us and those who come after us will experience these same temptations. Um, 
And so we just have so many examples that we can learn from in here. And Paul points back to Abraham in the Old Testament and says, hey, look, like, this is a beautiful thing about the Bible is you have it right now. You can read it. You, you, you have these stories. You see how people lived. You see how the mistakes they made, how they responded, how God responded to them, and how um, they were able to um, bring glory to God even through those mistakes. You don't have to make that same mistake because now you know better. You, you know better because you've read about it. You know better because you've heard about it. So you, are, you use that so that you can be able to not have to go through that experience on your own and not have to feel that hurt and not have to bring grief to God uh, by going through it yourself and then having to get through it. Rather, you can learn from it beforehand so you don't have to go through it. And I just I think that was a super cool way to look um, back all the way back to um, the Old Testament with, with Abraham um, and, and then fast forward it all the way to Galatians and then again fast forward it all the way to our lives and say not only do we get to look at the Old Testament as a way for um, to be an example for our lives, but we also get the New Testament as well, because um, that's still, you know, 2000 years ago, um, give or take, obviously, depending on which which uh, which um, which book of the Bible you're reading, obviously. But we have so many examples. And this not only is God speaking to us, but it's also God saying, hey, look, look at all these other people. I gave you all this as a reference. I gave you all this as a way to say, be familiar with the ways people are tempted, be familiar with the ways people screw up, be familiar with all of these types of things so that you know them, so that whenever you go through life and you're met with these things, which you will be, as God promised us we will be, as the others before us were, we don't have to make those same mistakes. It's just, I think that's a a powerful thing that the Bible provides that sometimes gets overlooked um, because it's not just, again, it's not just, um, it's not just right here and right now. It's it's examples for us to, to, um, of course, the, the Bible is living and we're going to receive things right now and we're going to learn new things, but it's still examples from, from the past that are going to come up in, in daily life. And so I just wanted to mention that. Um, but finally, I want to finish up by reading verse 10. Um, and uh, this is one of those that I said that I could go on and on about, but again, it kind of gets back to um, my Christianity is not a checklist uh, video. So if you're interested in um, what I say now, or um, even even if not, I would encourage you to go listen to that. I think it was, um, I, I think God spoke a lot through uh, through me there because he revealed a lot to me before that video. And so um, one more time, I'll read verse 10. So it says, for all who rely on works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. And so I, I think that that is such a powerful verse and it's something that I harped on a ton in that previous video like I was talking about because it tells us if we cannot, if we are not able to do and follow 100% of the time everything that's laid out in the book of the law, everything that we are told to do and told to not to do, told not to do, uh, if we can't do that, if we even screw up once, then we would be cursed. We are cursed. If you cannot follow it all the time and do it all the time, not just know it, but also do it 100% of the time, every day, every hour, every minute, every second. And I know I'm exaggerating this, but it's I'm doing so for a point because if we are unable to do that and if we screw up even one time, which of course we all screw up if we're being honest with ourselves much more than one time and much more than once in a day or once in an hour or once uh, we, we screw up daily and, and very consistently. Um, and so, again, if we cannot do that, then we are cursed. And so if we want to, that's, that gets back to Paul's overarching point in this 
scripture is that if we want to say, if we want to follow um, a theology of work, works-based salvation, then we, we are cursed. We are all cursed. There's no way that we would ever be able to, to receive salvation. There's no, there's no possible way because we are all cursed. And we make God a liar if we say that we, we do follow those laws all the time because it's not true. But if we, if we do want to follow that, um, I, I think it, I'm sorry, this, I, didn't, I, I didn't mention this, but I just, this just popped into my mind. And if you go back to um, verse 1 um, of, of chapter 3, I just think this is funny now thinking about it in this context that I'm talking about. Um, because we do the same thing, but he says, Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? That's, that's pretty um, strong language. Who has bewitched you? And calling them foolish because... They're, they're thinking that they're doing the right thing by going back to this works-based salvation and thinking that they can work their way to salvation and work their way to glorification of God and work their way to righteousness. They're thinking that that's the right way to go. Um, but if they, if they really broke it down and if they really broke it down by the word, they would realize that if that is what they wanted to rely on, that would be a very poor choice in all of their parts because none of them would ever be able to receive the gospel. None of them would ever be able to receive Jesus and none of them would ever be able to receive salvation or the gift of salvation, which is eternal life in Jesus with God. Um, and so I just think it's, Paul it's, uses that foolish, that bewitched, that language on purpose because he's saying like, okay, if that's what you want to choose, then you know what, like go for it because you will not be able to, to earn it. You will not be able to earn Jesus and you know better. And we all know better because we could not receive salvation if we had to work for it. But it's a gift and it become it comes by faith. And it's it's not possible to keep that works-based salvation. We would lose it all the time and we wouldn't be able to do enough works. We could work for the rest of our lives and still not even scratch the surface of, of getting to where we needed to be to gain that salvation. Thankfully, the good news that I want to end with is that our God um, provides us a way to screw up, unfortunately, um, against him and to cause him grief and to, to sadden him and, and to hurt him and to anger him um, and, and, and to bring upon his wrath all of those things that we do daily. Um, and he still looks upon us with love and he still looks upon us with grace and with mercy and says, um, I, I love you and I'm going, conti- going to continue to work in me. Come close to me, draw near to me. Let me fill you up so that you will be able to learn how to live a life that's more glorifying than me. And you'll be, you'll be able to learn how to live a life that is going to, to win more souls for my kingdom. And you're gonna learn how to live this life that your human condition wouldn't allow you to live. So stop relying on yourself. And finally, just finally submit, give it all to me and let me teach you and let me transform you. And that's the good news is that we know we're going to screw up, especially I'm speaking to believers here in general, um, or specifically um, believers. We definitely know from this word that we are going to screw up. And, and if we say that we're not going to, if we say that we can earn it on our own, then we're calling God a liar. And um, I, I, I don't know about you, but I don't really want to call God a liar. Um, I want to believe him and, and believing him means that I have to lay myself down and say, I know my condition. I know my heart. But I know that whenever you come in, you transform my heart. And I know the things that you do in my life. And I know the ways that you're working in my life. And I see the fruit that you're bringing upon in my life, um, both for myself and the ways that you bless me and the ways that you bless others through me. Um, and so, Father, I submit to you and I say, come into me, Lord, and, and allow me to work from you rather than work for you. And um, I think that is, that's... That's the, that's the big theme here, at least that I took away from it and that God revealed to me. So um, hopefully you all have enjoyed this. I'm going to go ahead and close this in prayer. Um, 
and um, then we will, uh, I'll finish up. So Father God, I just thank you for this opportunity, Lord. I thank you for bringing us together, no matter how big or small um, this, uh, this, this video and this podcast goes, no matter how many years it reaches, Lord. Um, I thank you for this opportunity, and I thank you for, for being present here with us, Father. Allow us to believe and to know and to testify that you're here and you're present with us, Lord, because we know you're working, and, and I know that I wouldn't be able to, to do what I'm doing right now um, without you and without your grace and without, um, without your power, Lord. And, and, and so, Father, I pray that um, for those ears that do hear this message, message, Lord, that you reveal your power and you reveal your grace and your mercy to them as well. Um, and if they don't know you, Lord, allow them to, to come near you and say they believe in you and they want to know you, Lord, and, and do in their lives what you've done in the rest of our lives. Um, and we thank you so much for that, Lord, and we thank you for being a God who overlooks the fact that we could never earn you and, and we could never earn salvation. We could never earn the ways that you're going to bless us and the ways that we can't even wrap our minds around how you're going to bless us in a future life. But you still choose us and, and you still choose us to do your work, Lord, and let us... Let us um, Allow us to know how to do that work because we draw near to you and allow us to realize that that's the biggest purpose of why we're here, Lord, and and, um, and let us submit to that and submit to you. And Father, we pray that you use us in, in ways that glorify you beyond measure. Um, and we thank you for being so forgiving of us. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So thank you all so much for listening. Um, thank you for those who continue to listen on the podcast. Um, I'm able to see those numbers growing and it's super cool, uh, super encouraging. So thank you to you all. I don't know who you are, but you're awesome. Um, also, of course, thank you to the people listening and um, watching on Facebook. Please feel free to share um, these these videos or tag others or um, whatever you feel called to do, whatever God gives you the courage to do, because um, I would love to for God to reach as many people as possible through these. And um, it's not boasting in myself. It's just saying, God is an awesome God, and he's given me this, this opportunity to come here and talk to you, and, and I pray that um, all the ways that I'm feeling him and experiencing him, uh, you do as well, and we're able to um, reach many, many people for him. So thank you so much, and um, hopefully I, I, I am going to be moving very soon, and there's a whole lot going on in my life, but um, through God's um, grace, hopefully I'll be continuing to make daily videos from here on out. Like I said, I had to kind of um, get my feet under me a little bit after a crazy week, and really a crazy month in general. Um, but I'm so thankful to be back on here with you and thank you for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks.